0: Classical music is not for you and you don't know where to start. Or maybe you're a fan already and would welcome a fresh approach. You've come to the right place. Perfect pitch is for everyone, beginners or experts, whatever your age. Lend Nick Healy Hutchinson your ears for his weekly dose of classical music that will enrich your life.
1: We're going to start this week with Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. And where better to start than this? Anticipation is in the air, right from the first notes. listening to the overture to Mozart's popular comic opera, The Marriage of Figaro, played by the Orchestra of the Royal Opera House Covent Garden, conducted by Antonio Papano. By the way, I should mention that all the recordings I choose are a matter of personal choice, and are selected because I think they reflect best the music I'm playing, so they aren't in any way random. The Marriage of Figaro would certainly come high on my list of choices for your first visit to the opera. We should pause for a moment to ponder on the extraordinary thing that is, the human voice. I'd be the first to admit that the first time I heard an operatic voice, I just laughed out loud. I'd never heard warbling quite like it before. But the voice is an instrument in itself, and it's one we can all play to varying degrees of success, as well as being considerably more portable than a double bass or a harp. Some, of course, have that little bit extra, which we can only marvel at. So, while we're with Mozart, let's listen to one of my favourite singers, Anne Sophie von Otter. I'm going to go with a slightly less familiar aria called Parto from La Clemenza di Tito. I'm not going to trouble you with the plot here, because this is really all about the singing. This is one heck of a voice, in a piece which demands extraordinary breathing skills, as you will hear in the closing minute, when von Otter rolls out the notes with an apparently effortless clarity. The icing on the cake is that she's in this gorgeous dialogue with a bass clarinet and the combination is a complete delight. Be patient, the acrobatics are worth it. And we'll stick with Mozart and the wonders of the human voice and go with the baritone Simon Keenley side, singing Papageno, the birdcatcher's aria from the Magic Flute. Papageno is a simple fellow and, like most men, seeks only food, drink and a wife. Here he is singing about the wish for a woman in his life and playing a glockenspiel for accompaniment. There are in fact only two of these left in the world now, so a celeste is what is usually used instead. Apparently Mozart was so excited about the use of the Glockenspiel that he nipped round the back to play it himself on its first performance in 1791. He was dead just two months later at the age of thirty-five. The magic flute is another ideal opera starter, not least because it's not all sung, but has spoken words as well, so it's technically called a Zingspiel. It may have dark undertones here and there, but on the surface it can come over as a sort of pantomime with goodies and baddies. But littered with wonderful tunes throughout. Here is just one of them, and a really joyful one, too.
0: So ein sanftes Teuchen der Seligkeit für mich, der Seligkeit für mich, der Seligkeit für mich. Dann schmeckte er mir Trinken und Essen, dann könnte ich mich wüsten. Des Lebens, das weiß mich roum und wie im Elysium sein, dann könnte ich mit Fürsten mich messen. des Lebens, was weiß ich roin und wie im Esium sein, wie im Melysium sein, im Elysium. War sich. O so ein sanftes Teutel, der will ich der will ich der Ach, kann ich denn keiner von allen den reizenden Mädchen gefallen? Helf einer mir nun aus der Not, sonst greif ich mich wahrlich zu tot. Ach, kann ich den keiner gefallen? Helf einer mir nun aus der Not, sonst greif ich mich wahrlich zu tot. Mich wahrlich zu tot. Mich wahrlich nicht so tot. Ein Mädchen oder weifen dich, Apaginus ist, wo so ein sanftes Keiner mir Liebe gewähren, sonst muss mich die Flamme verzehren. Doch küsst mich, ein weiblicher Mund, so bin ich schon wieder gesund. Doch küsst mich, ein weiblicher. Mond, doch küsst mich ein weiblicher Mund, so bin ich schon wieder gesund. Schon wieder gesund.
1: Ein Mädchen oder Weibchen, sung by Simon Keenlyside from Mozart's opera The Magic Flute. I hope by now that you're getting the gist of what these podcasts are trying to do and how even the most doubtful among you are stumbling across something you like. Whether you're a newcomer to classical music or not, the chances are that there are names alone which have the ability to spook. In my experience, Gustav Mahler was one. It took me ages to be brave enough to listen to a whole symphony of which there are ten. A number of them were given names, the Titan, the Resurrection, Symphony of a Thousand, and they are big pieces, some of them so long that it prompted a journalist, Peter Simple, writing in the Daily Telegraph many years ago, to give them alternative names along the lines of interminable, insufferable, unendurable. But if like me, you occasionally want a really loud sound, and I mean tumultuous, then this guy is for you. No one before him, and I suggest few since, has been able to combine melody and weight quite like this. Mahler was an Austrian composer, who lived between 1860 and 1911 and thus bridged the late Romantic period with the beginning of modern music. One of 14 children, of whom 8 died in infancy, he was of humble origins and during his life was acclaimed more as a conductor than composer. Barely five foot tall, he had some spectacular wrists with a number of orchestras, falling out with many because his exacting standards were so demanding that players just landed up fearing him. As a German-speaking Jew, his own music, which was almost all symphony and song-focused, was banned in much of Europe, coming to prominence only in the second half of the last century. And my hunch is that his music is perceived today in much the same way as it was in his own lifetime, with a mixture of huge enthusiasm and some disdain. But it's nevertheless firmly established in the concert repertoire now, so you can take it or leave it, but not without trying it first. Here are the last three minutes or so of his first symphony, the Titan. Imagine for a moment turning up to a concert hall in 1889 for the first time to be confronted with a huge orchestra of a hundred players or more. Standard enough now, but nearly twice what you would have been used to then. And then being hit with this wall of sound. It wasn't a success as it happens. There are ten horns playing in these final bars, Mahler expressly requiring them, to stand for maximum effect. He may not be indispensable for everyone, but there are times when you just want to wind the window down in the car, crank up the volume and scream for the sheer joy of life. In its entirety, this final movement epitomises exactly that. It's a jubilant and thunderous sound, so brace yourself. These closing moments of Mahler's Symphony No. 1 are played by the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Claudio Abado. is quite something, isn't it? And staying with Mahler, but by way of giving you a complete contrast, here is the second movement in full of his second symphony, the so-called Resurrection. All of us at some point spend time in quiet reflection, whether reminiscing of bygone days or recalling loved ones no longer with us. This is where music can step in and add value to our lives. One of its functions, as the conductor Thomas Beecham said, is to release us from the tyranny of conscious thought. This second movement is a reflection of happier times in the life of the deceased whose funeral is depicted in the dramatic first movement. It's delicate and simple, with a gorgeous tune at its heart. As such, it is supremely comforting music, clothed in tenderness, but also has this strong sense of pining and nostalgia. Listen out especially for the way Marla mingles violins and cellos towards the end. It just sings. It's utterly enchanting, and you'd have to have a heart of stone not to be touched by it. It's played here by the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Zubin Nater.